Welcome, welcome to episode 28 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolashahi, and my co-pilot sitting right across from me, making sure I don't crash this thing like I do every week, is Carlos. <laughs> Boo Arguello. And we have our reoccurring guest host, Mr. Leslie. Gonzalez? I don't know why I'm... I don't know why I... <laughs> what add, is happening right now? I don't know yes. why I add people. I say the first part. I, me and Boo, that's like a thing we do. Yeah. I don't know why I did do. it with you. Yes. And we. this show is awesome because we have a very, very special guest host. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we are very excited to have him. He's coming way from down under. Way down under. Way down under. And he is a renowned author. He is a blogger. An ICU nurse, and most importantly, a rogue winner and a Sith head. That's right. That is Mr. Dean Mays. Say hello, Dean. Good evening, Mr. Dolashahi. Nice, Dean. Nice. That's awesome. We are so excited to have you on the show. I was going to say, look, thanks very much for the invitation, boys. I'm I'm really, really pleased to be here. And um, this is is great because this is the first time in months that I've been my um, my voice out. So... uh, uh, to be able to do it here with the Sith List uh, is is fantastic. So I'm really I really want to thank you. Oh no, thank you. It's, oh, yes. it's our honor. And happy we didn't tell you. and we didn't tell any of the guys on the thread, the Rogue Army thread, that you're going to be on because we wanted to be a surprise to them. So yeah, they're going to go nuts. This is very cool, and, <laughs> and it's going to be so great spending the next hour geeking out yeah, with the you. Listenership should skyrocket. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. having Dean on. Oh yeah, <laughs> Nelson ratings or Nielsen ratings. Nielsen, 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 that's Nielsen, right. Nielsen. They yeah. say Nelson. No, we're on yeah. SoundScan, right? I don't know what we're on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Dean, we're just going to shoot the shit or yeah. shoot the Sith for shoot the next Sith, hour yeah. or so and talk about all kinds of geekdom. And I'm really yep. excited to talk Walking Dead with you because if people don't know, oh, yeah. Dean just got on the Walking Dead bandwagon mm-hmm. and he's going through the ups and downs. <sighs> Emotional feels, roller coaster. Man, the feels. Oh, so, we're going to get into it with, with, with Dean with, with that stuff. So, let's uh, let's get going. Um, Dean, do you want to – now, Dean is an author. Um, and amongst all other great, amazing things that he does, and he has a couple of books, a lot of books actually out. I was looking at your uh, your catalog today, which is very impressive, Dean. You want to talk a little bit about how you got into geekdom, Star Wars, that kind of genre, and also how you became an author? Because I know you're an ICU nurse, right? Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, um, I, my ICU nursing is my day job, but uh, um, the writing side of things came about because. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I have been since I was like four years old. So um, whenever anyone sort of asks me what was the inspiration, well, I have to say that it was George Lucas. Yeah, the, the whole mechanics of storytelling and, you know, bringing characters and myth together and creating adventures and, and great stories was all 
due to him. So um, that's that's where I come from. So pretty much. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's and awesome. Were you a big extended universe fan? Yeah, look, I have to admit, I wasn't a huge EU fan. I've got a number of EU titles or from the old EU. Some of them were really good and some of them were absolute shit. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, it was Star Wars. So I was willing to, you know, to gobble it up um, happily. But it's funny because, like, I actually like a lot of the old EU stuff. And I'm talking, you know, Splinter of the Mind's Eye and the, and the really old Han Solo trilogy. Um, yeah. novels and that was a story i actually really like and i return to that quite a bit um i've got a copy of it here at home and um nice. yeah I, I have to say i reckon i read it maybe once a year just to you oh, know that's pretty good that's um, really cool i know that it's just it's, it's that one's crazy isn't it dean isn't that one the one that they actually have luke and leia in a relationship yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. they they, they, wow. they hmm. kind of do some pretty uh pretty crazy things with that right. one but um that's I've always thought that that has the most potential to be an actual story committed to film um, it has all the ingredients to be a really good film and you know a few tweaks here and there I think it'd, it'd make a, a, a kick-ass film but nice. um, but it was also the style of storytelling too is it, it was a much different style of storytelling to what we get now a um, little bit the the language that's used is a bit more flowery than than okay. what you get today and um and that's kind of the style that i've gone for with my writing so that's why i, get, I guess why that's why i gravitate towards it a bit so yeah now we're gonna dive into some of your other books later on in the show and where and where you can find your books and all sure. that great stuff and i know you have a science fiction book as well am i correct that's correct yes that is correct yes i do my research gene i do my research i'm just bring people on here yeah. i do my research that's i went on i went on grinder and saw johnny grosso's profile before he came on yeah so let's do some box office totals this week which is kind of a little threw me off a little bit again it's two weeks in a row that's throwing me off a little bit <laughs> lego batman swept mm-hmm. and kicked ass again yeah. we still have tomorrow because it's a three-day weekend over here dean because it's president's day for, sure yeah so so they're still got the totals going on the Batman one's interesting because that actually hasn't opened in Australia yet. And I was just actually just looking at a couple of things before we went to air. The release date here in Australia is not until the end of March. So Ooh, it's wow. funny that it's funny that, you know, I'm seeing the I'm seeing the weekend box office for, for that film. And yeah, it's kicking ass, isn't it? Oh, no, yeah. it's kicking ass. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I watched it today. And Boo saw it last week. You mm-hmm. haven't seen it. I have not seen, seen it. Lucky you guys. Yeah, yeah. it's it's fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's it's a fun movie. It's a lot of little jabs here and there at different other geek them out mm-hmm. there, which is pretty pretty interesting. And it, there's a lot of adult jokes, and I don't mean adult nasty jokes here and there, but there's jokes that only adults would get. Oh, so some adult humor is in it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they had like a reference to gleaming the cube. What? Yeah, gleaming. Oh, the, yeah, gleaming yeah, the cube. yeah, gleaming the cube. You remember that, Dean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Boo has no idea what we're talking about. No clue. Christian Slater of Tucker and Heather's sells in Gleaming the Cube. Brian Kelly didn't care for the way adults ran things. Adults are predictable. They're living under this illusion that life as we know it is going to continue forever. And he didn't care for the direction the world was heading. I don't know what's worse, you know? Blown up in nuclear war, having a 7 Eleven on every corner. When getting even means risking it all. Gleaming the cube. 
those kind of things. So there's little references here and there. So it's you definitely got to see it. It's funny. There's shit ton of characters in the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all of them. All almost. of them. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's in the that's film. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. It'll be handy for me only because uh, the school holidays, the first bunch of batch of school holidays for my kids hit around that time. So I'll, I'll have the opportunity to take my kids to see that when it opens. Oh, here in Australia. perfect time. Definitely Good. see it. Yep. Definitely see it. It's fantastic. Yep. And number Excellent. two was Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, God. Of it's, course. It's actually, it's keeping its theme, which people did not expect. It's number two. It made $22 million this week. It's not a two-pump chump. Not a two-pump chump. I got nothing after that one. No. Uh, the, what came in third was unfortunate for Mr. Matt Damon. The Great Wall only made $18 million, and they were expecting big things here. Sure. Um, so it tanked. But here's the crazy thing. But. It's made... $267 million internationally. Is that what you're going to say, Dean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was looking at the, uh, I was looking at the Chinese numbers actually this afternoon, and um, it's it's absolutely blitzing the Chinese box oh. office, which is, isn't surprising. No. Um, but I think that given that I want to compare it to Rogue One only because Rogue One really struggled in China. And, and I so think did there Force was... Awakens. Force Awakens struggled yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And it surprised me because I thought with with Zhang Wang and Donnie Yen in Rogue One, it would blitz the Chinese box office. So did I. It did. And I think you actually said, Araj, that there was some factors that um, affected the opening weekend of Rogue One in China. Yeah, they had extreme smog, so much so that people weren't even allowed to go out. Yeah. Yeah, so that did affect it. And it did pick up a little bit more steam. What I was going to say is I, I had heard something on uh, one of our public radio stations. From what I understand, there is a, a different cut of the Great Wall that the Chinese people get to see. Oh, Meaning nice. that Matt Damon's role in the movie is greatly reduced. Oh, well, that so was that, controversy when that came out. So that the uh, Chinese or Asian actors get a, they get a bigger role. So there's like two different cuts they shoot. Huh. And oh, okay. then what happens is, is when it's playing in Chinese, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Great Wall and it's, you know, the the Red Viper from Game of Thrones and Matt yeah. Damon. Probably not going to sell well in China when right. you're talking about their greatest right. landmark. That might actually be the reason why it's because that's what they do. So uh, they may not have been able to do that with Rogue One, though. Obviously, no, you no, cut yeah. down no, there was no, no cut. Yeah. They didn't need to because those two were big factors. part, like you know, and, oh, he and, was the shit in it. But so. he was great. But they couldn't like give you two different cuts. I mean, it got a cinema score over here. It got a B, which isn't horror, yep. horrible, no. or horrific. So, I mean, am I going to pay to see it? No, no. So but it came in third. The guy who directed Hero directed this movie. Okay. Oh. Okay. So if any of you have that that vein where you went to see the Jet Li movie Hero? Yeah. If you like Crouching Tiger, then this movie's... Right. I had a feeling. I told Boo over the weekend, right before it came out, I said, this movie's going to tank. And mm-hmm. you, you looked at me and said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we already knew. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. we already knew. It, it, it visually, it looked good, but the story didn't didn't jump out at me. I was kind of like, eh. I, I do want to see it, but I'm not going to pay to see it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, Matt Damon's actually been down in, here in Australia doing a lot of press for um, for that movie because, uh, uh, again, that's another one that I think's premiered a little bit later. Yeah down here than what it has up there in the in the states so but can i just put it out he he's a bloody nice bloke he is, wow, sure is yeah. yeah he does a lot of um, shit for a lot of people he's always out there mm-hmm. yeah he is i like him yeah and i, I want to say that i think he was actually looking at a beachfront property over here in, in australia at one, oh, one stage i think he he he's got this affection for australia which Good for um, him yeah yeah well, he's, yeah he's, but, I, I have no problems with him i'm no. a big fan of his 
And, and now, ben, like we, we've talked about multiple times, Ben Affleck, his best friend here. Yeah, yeah um, they, they've found a way to be a, a friend, a duo of friends, and to be become power players in yeah, Hollywood. Absolutely. The shit. And we're going to talk yeah, about sure. Ben Affleck a little later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so there's your, there's your box office. John Wick was stayed strong. It was number four, I believe. It still made $16 million. And that's okay. That's, yeah. That's yeah, so it was perfect. right underneath the Great Wall. And we saw that. John Wick 2, we all liked it. We were Which all will great. give us John Wick 3. We'll and us- the Oscars are coming up. I think the Oscars are, will be out next Sunday. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I've seen majority of the films. I think there's two films that I haven't seen that are nominated for Best Picture. And I saw La La Land last night, and there is no way that movie is not winning Best Picture. I'm putting it out there right now. Not like I'm going out on a limb. They're nominated for 14 <laughs> awards. But but <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you, it's the Best Picture, and it's deserving to be Best Picture. Wow. And this is from a guy that's not into musicals. I walked out of that movie with a big smile on my face. With I had his hands and all. I was... I literally... I mean, I'm going to get you a lot of shit for this. I literally was listening to the songs on the way home with my wife. No, well, that's amazing. No, that's a good I'm thing. telling you, you it was great. Ryan Gosling, that son of a bitch. Kid, I don't know how you're in a movie with this guy and you don't fall in love with him if you're a girl. Like, the guy's... The guy, the guy has is the total package. So is he gonna have a bunch of set babies, like illegitimate set babies? I don't like, see how Emma Stone isn't knocked up already by him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Well, all I can say with uh, Ryan Gosling, I like, yeah, I like, I like the man, but I tell you what, he better not fuck up Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Drop the gauntlet. Dropping the that's hammer. Right. I'm right there with you. I, I saw an article just today. Um, they were talking about uh, the director was talking about uh, the fact that they've gone for a very uh, traditional form of filmmaking with Blade Runner 2049, and oh. that they're not using CGI and they're going to use practical models and stuff like that because I think he wants to. I think he's. I think the director. I can't remember his name. Is Villeneuve or something like that. Yeah, Ridley Scott's not directing this one, right? No, 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 no. no. He's he's, he's executive he's producer. producer and, yeah, yeah. But uh, he was saying that I'm I'm literally shitting myself every day that I'm working on this film because I I I revere the original so much, and I know that there are so many people out there that revere the original film so much. Oh, such a good that, one. So warning to Ryan, don't fuck this up, boy. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, do not make this a musical. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if I mean I was a big fan of the soundtrack when I was younger, Blade Runner, and it had Vangelis did the soundtrack, I believe. And that's right. He's not doing the soundtrack for this one either. That, that's a shame. Is, yeah, there's a there's another. No, I don't want to say area of concern, but, uh, you know, you don't mess with perfection. And as far as I'm concerned, Vangelis was perfection. Mm -hmm. He was amazing. I love that sound. Oh, it's so, so good. My brother let me borrow that CD one day and I was, I think I was like 12 or something or 11 and it blew my mind. The the sounds that were coming out, I was listening on my earphone. I thought I was listening to Pink Floyd or something. It was, (laughs) it was unbelievable. It still holds up too. Yeah, it does. And the most fantastic thing about that soundtrack is they actually got Demis Roussos to perform some vocalization. Are you guys familiar with Demis Roussos at all? No. No, sir. Please. Uh, check, check him out. He was the king of the caftan. He was huge in Australia in the late 70s and early 80s because he had the, the full beard and the, oh, the, nice. the bad hair and the big caftan. 
and he just sang these Greek love songs, and he was so kitsch. And they pulled him out and said, "We want to do you. To, we want you to do some vocal bits for for Blade Runner." And he nailed it, you know, like oh, that's it's great, crazy, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. That's that's a bit uh, that's a bit obscure for my guess, but yeah. No, no, that's <laughs> cool. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a good perspective to get from down under. So yeah, we're, we're glad to hear. Not looking <laughs> up from down under. Not looking up. Oh, how many? Down. I wonder how many. We should have. We're all. By the way, a we're down all, under counter. Yeah. We 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 turned on the camera and Dean had a beer and he's drinking a beer and. and I literally said, there's no way we're letting fucking Dean drink by himself. No, never. So we all got beers. <laughs> yeah. So this should be a drinking game. How many times you say down under or we say down under? Just so, on that note, I'm just going to quickly duck upstairs and grab another one from the fridge. So give me yeah, two seconds. Sure, I will do, <laughs> we'll do the same thing. I'll, I'll do the same thing. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. All right, so... Yes, Ryan Gosling, don't fuck things up. No. Please. You're great in La La Land. Maybe Ryan Gosling could be in the next Johnny Grasso uh, poem. Not poem, but like the, <laughs> the hypotheticals that uh, Haas gives him. I reckon uh, Ryan Gosling could actually do a Johnny Grasso biopic, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think Ryan yeah, Gosling needs more muscle. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, say is Gosling chiseled enough? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chiseled enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So. Let's go into random schmeels. We it. talk about random schmeels, maybe not 100% into the crazy geekdom and nerdom that we normally talk about, but this week we do have something, I guess, that falls into geekdom, which is Skull Island. And the reason I wanted to bring Skull Island up is there is some cool stuff happening. So earlier this week, movie pilot Brooke Geller had an article up this about the latest trailer for Kong. There's a clip in there that gives fans a hint that the Godzilla-Kong mashup might be closer than we think. Ooh. Yes. Now the, cl- now, the clip shows John Goodman's character confessing that not only was he already well aware of Kong's, Kong's existence on the island, but he has alternative motives for being there. He's part of an agency called Monarch. Do you know what that oh, is? Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. And his mission is to research ancient species, the intent on taking back the planet from mankind. Now, you ask what Monarch is, because you guys don't know. What is well, Monarch? I'm going to tell you what Monarch Please, is. Yeah. Monarch investigates reports of massive unidentified terrestrial organisms, hunting them down in an effort to save humanity from certain destruction. They appeared in the 2014 film Godzilla, which was, who directed that one? Gareth Edwards. Gareth Thank Edwards. you. Thank you for that long pause. No, but no problem. We had to help you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's going to be going down. So what's going to be that? It was in 2014, and then it's going to be in this whole monster universe, which is also going to be connected to oh uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Yeah. So that's what that's what this what yeah. Look at Dean's face. Dean's uh, very excited. (laughs) So So does that mean it becomes part of the uh, kaiju culture? Yes. Yes. Meaning, yeah. uh, Ultimately, what we could get. Well, what I'd love to wish for, but it'll probably never happen, is an appearance of Ultraman. Ah, no, no, I don't think that. Badasses, they all. Here we go. Last and is fucking. I'm sorry. Sorry, Blacked out. Fucking no. It's not gonna be Ultraman. Ultraman. Be happy with Godzilla, Kong, and fucking going at it with Pacific Rim bot things. You're in our seventies. Whatever. They have a movie with Ultraman in it. You will rue the day. (laughs) Rue the day. Don't rue any day. So, what do you guys think, Dean? What do you think about this whole mashup of? I mean, every movie we talked about this before. It seems like every franchise and every movie is going to this whole. Let's bring five different characters and big 
make kind a of universe. make a universe out of it and then split it up and let's make thousands. Did you ever see the movie Scanners? Oh yeah, yes. Scanners, yes. Yeah, you know that scene where the um, where Michael Ironside basically uh, telepaths that guy's head to explode? Yeah, yeah, I that's me right now. Oh nice! <laughs> so you, didn't, you had no idea about this. I no, I didn't, and that's I pretty, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I do know. I I, I was a vague, passingly aware of Kong, um, and I'm probably uh, yeah. I've just shot my reputation as shit now because no, um, no, just because you're not yeah. like no, it's, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, but I, I do know now. I do know that um, Pacific Rim Two is shooting here in Australia at the moment, or oh, well, it was. Okay. Yeah, because John, Boyega, Joe, John Boyega is the star of that movie. Yeah, we well, see. He was in he was in Brisbane. I want to say it was about two or three months ago. Um, and you know, he had some tweets, and he was sending out some tweets saying how much he liked like the city up there and, and Brisbane's a great city actually how that fits like how Pacific Rim and how Kong and all that fits into I didn't realize that that was a connected universe so I don't think it was that was their purpose when it first started but I think they got a lot of play on it with all these things happening and all these movie franchises doing this they said why the fuck not right yeah. let's have Kong and Godzilla go at it against one of those Pacific Rim what are they called Les? Uh, well, the the robots are Jaegers, but mm-hmm. the monsters are Kaijus. Oh, the Kaiju, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I, I um, guess in Japan, it's it's just called the Kaijus. Or mm-hmm. all, it's just a monster culture. Like, it's just their their thing, one of their nice. things they like. So, I just want to go back a step now. The, the original King Kong was made back in the late 30s, is that right? That's right. correct, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. And so, there was a procession of Kong films throughout mm-hmm. the, the 40s slash 50s. And then it went quiet for a while in the 60s. Yeah, and then they Is came that... back with one with Jessica Lange, I believe, in early Jessica 80s. Lange, it was like, what, 84, no, was... I think, right? In, in, or 70s? And, or and, late and, 70s. Uh, what's the name? I was, gonna say, I was going to say it was earlier than that, but I could be wrong. Mm, yeah. I can remember as a kid having a um, one of these Screen Master things. You popped the disc in that had the, the little like film cells. Oh, yeah. And we talked put, about it today. The, yeah, the Viewmaster. Yes. And... I, I had some Kong like Viewmaster slides that you oh, can that's cool. look at, and, and there was a couple of slides where um, Kong was going up against Godzilla, and I want to say that that was from a film that was made way back in the fifties. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure they had Kong versus Godzilla, and it looks like 1976. You are absolutely right. 76 was Jessica Lange, Jeff Bridges. And then yeah, there yeah. was a King Kong versus Godzilla in 62. 62. Mm-hmm. There you go. King Kong ain't got shit on me! And how cool is this? Kong is in, is in the Batman Lego movie, and he's in a lot of it. Yes, he is. That's right. That is right. King Kong is all everywhere, man. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. That was my nickname in college. King Kong. You're so hairy. Oh, you're a dick, dude. <laughs> I am. I was going to say King Dong, and then you said I'm so hairy. All right. Mo- <laughs> moving on. Let's talk a little Batfleck. That's when you do your Batfleck, boo. Oh, Batfleck. Thank you. My bad. Batman, we were very excited about the Batman film last week because we found out that they had a director in mind and his name was Matt Reeves. And mm-hmm. we're kind of excited about that because of the stuff he's done with the Planet of the Apes and that whole franchise, which is fantastic. Now it looks like, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Matt Reeves has exited talks with Warner Brothers oh, over directing the Batman movie <laughs> oh. because of nego- the negotiations have broken down completely. However, the article noted that there was a possibility that talks could resume once heads cool. So I don't know what the fuck happened. Somebody got pissed. 
I probably I have a theory of what happened. They, the studio probably told them, listen, if we're going to give you this thing, you're going to have to listen to Ben. Like what I said. Affleck, like you yeah, said. Yeah, you, you're going to have to do partner. what he wants you to do, and it's going to be a co-habitat right there, right? That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt Reeves doesn't seem like he is on board with the Batfleck movie. Shit. So, Dean, what do you think about this whole Matt Reeves walking out of the talks? And you think it's warranted, or do you think he should just do what the hell they want him to do? Well, I was just looking at Matt Reeves' CV, and, I mean, he's certainly got a pedigree um, with, with you know, Cloverfield and um, working on the Planet of the Apes movie that he's working on now. So I think he's in a pretty strong position to sort of say, well, if I don't like what you're offering or what you're putting up, then I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you. Um, right. I don't think he needs to be wasting his time with Warner Brothers. You've got to you've got to think that Warner Brothers is in some trouble at the moment. I'd have to think that there's probably one or two executives in the boardroom there that are just being absolute shits um, and just obviously totally misreading the mood. Inside and outside the company, towards um, you know, towards the franchise. So, and this is like we said before many times. This is a deal breaker. I mean, they they can't get this one because I, I, I have a feeling that the Wonder Woman movie is going to be great. We've talked about that before many mm-hmm. times. So I think yep. they they'll get a pass on that one. Hopefully, if they can't do that one right, when we're they're really fucked. Yeah. Well, the fire's just the fire's to their feet right now. So oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they're watching Disney Marvel just push out. Miles everything. ahead. It's yeah. just everything. They're putting out trailers and they're putting out all these other kinds of just movies after movies and, and shows and right. Yeah, it's just the, the crazy. The crazy thing is, look, look at the difference. Look at the difference in just the the press that Marvel's getting. They put out a teaser and the world stops. Yeah, it does right. stop. Literally, literally stops spinning. Yeah, and yeah, DC yeah. can't get a can't get anything right. They can't even have a negotiation with the director without it fucking up. Mm-hmm. So. They need to just change things up, which and, is and, and 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 what's the worst part is that let's say let's say uh, Marvel Disney has a a small problem with the director or something like that. It's it doesn't blow up. This this comes out after everybody cools their heads. That doesn't sound good. That's that that sounds like the middle of a of a, of a, of, a, of a game or something when you have to separate two dudes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, or, yeah. or, or else they're going to start throwing fists. Yeah. You know, you know that sounds really bad. Yeah. So so they they're not even able to curtail it to sound yeah. like you know they're working on money or something like that. <laughs> right, no, right, it just right. sounds like the fucking world is right. burning. If it was a, if it was a good leak, it would, it would be Matt Reeves is. He's got time constraints or yeah, scheduling isn't working. Like that. Yeah, it, but it leaked out. Head's cool, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, it's like a celebrity going into 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 the hospital for exhaustion. No, right. no, the motherfuckers addicted to crack. No, yeah. It, yeah, it sounds really bad. And this is coming out of the Hollywood Reporter, which you don't get bullshit click, no. click articles. No, it's a, it's, a, yeah. it's a trade magazine. That's thing, right. So. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's legitimate, 100%. So. Yeah. I just wonder if, like, it just seems to me that Warner Brothers, their whole philosophy and their whole mentality is kind of 20 years behind, whereas um, Disney's adapted and changed, you know, just just to the times. And, you know, they've, they, they're essentially a decentralized structure in terms of management and um, the way they do things, whereas Warner Brothers really is holding on to something that I just don't think exists anymore in a corporate culture. Hmm. So... And I think that that's why they're having problems because so many of their execs and so many of their um, their you know people uh, are working 
you know, in a in a in a manner that just doesn't exist anymore. So right, like they're um, they're in the old times. Yeah, they're not, they're not yeah. adapting. The Iron Fist. Yeah, exactly. My way or so, the highway. And and I, and that and that carries through, you know, right through to the output. You know, um, we've had problems. You know, we've obviously had problems with their output for a, a while now. And and what we're seeing with Batman is just is no different. So yeah, so which is which is very that, interesting because their, their comics are killing it. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. The you know the comic side of their their the comic book side ass. is killing it, and they're outselling Marvel Get by a ready, lot. Because the comics are about to really explode. Because mm. they got something going on in Rebirth right now that is going to shake everything up. Nice. It's, uh, yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. Do you want to tell us what that is? I really want to tell you guys, but... What, you have insider trading or something? No, 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 but basically, no, what the deal is is that... (laughs) So for Rebirth, what has been posited is they're basically bringing every every corner of what would be called the DC Universe together. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get... What's happening is, behind the scenes, there's all these characters that are being named differently, like Mr. O, and there's a really harsh funny guy and it's basically the watchmen are coming in oh is that right they're bringing them back so is this a theory or is this a real deal man no 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 the watchmen they're coming in there's a cover of of a batman comic and he's holding the smiley face pen oh shit and dr man and then there's a panel in one of the superman uh books where Dr. Manhattan's uh, body is being, like, just like a big blue thing is being shown. That's, and it's see, that's Dr. Cool. Manhattan. Can you imagine so, Dr. Manhattan and Superman together? They're they're bringing, oh, they're about shit, to knock the pillars not, down. Not so, together, fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, in the same panel. Or, oh, yeah. man, that'd be yeah. awesome. And it's just so funny that the DC cinematic universe is falling apart, in a sense, because we all saw Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. And we walked out of there. I walked. We were like, "Oh my god!" When you saw it, we saw it. And we're like, "Oh, this is this is going to be great." They're back. DC is throwing their, you know, they've thrown their hat down. They've drawn the line, and now look what's happening. Yeah, right. So it's just, it's horrible to hear. Yeah, sad to see. Well, they have mm-hmm. their chance. They can do something. Yeah, hopefully if they, they listen they to the me ship. and get fucking Gareth Edwards to do their movie. <laughs> it will be a okay. Tell me right now. I got no problems with that. What do you think about that, Dean? Can I throw another name into the ring there? Please. Alfonso Cuaron, director of Gravity. Me, director, you know uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Have you seen directed... City of Men? Yeah, City of Men. Uh, and no. didn't Cuaron also do Gravity? He did do Gravity, yes. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Blue, seen if you get a chance, mate, track down a copy of City of Men and okay. have a look at it. That, That's that the one with, uh, shit, what's his name? The uh, was it, was it um, um, not Adrian Brody, but the other the other guy it looks like him, yeah. Clive Owen. Okay, is that, is that Children of Men? I'm thinking. Think, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, very good movie. I've yes. seen Children of Men. Yes, yeah, that's, that's it. A very, oh, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Julianne Moore and um, yes. Oh yeah, yes, 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 right. yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, that that film's probably in my top ten of all time. Oh, that's a great movie. Oh yeah, that is a great movie. Yeah, if you really. Wanted to go out of the box with a with a DC Universe film. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, disregard Alfonso Cuarón as a as a possible director. I like it. 
Yep. This is a perfect segue because if you want to go out of the boxes, where we're going to go next? Out of the boxes, right? <laughs> okay, so the Suicide Squad two is going has been obviously greenlit because it made over seven hundred eighty million dollars worldwide, yeah. so it did well. <laughs> even though the second half of the movie was dog shit, <laughs> we're not we're not going to get into that though. Um, I actually I was at a Long Beach Comic Expo today and I saw the Enchantress there. I wanted to go up to her and say, "You fucked up Suicide Squad two. Get out of here." But she. But I didn't. I, I controlled myself. That's good. <laughs> Mel Gibson, of all people, is mulling joining the DC Extended Universe as a director. Warner Brothers is courting the actor director to helm Suicide Squad 2, and the sides are in early talks. And this is from, again, The Hollywood Reporter. Ooh. No official offer has been made, but there is definitely dialogue. Sources say that Gibson is familiarizing himself with the material, but the studio is not being passive and is also looking at other directors. What do you think about the batshit crazy Mel Gibson? He's calmed down a little bit. Yeah. But he, he still might be nuts on the inside. Hey. You, you want to see crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Dean, Mel Gibson's from your, your land. He is well, a fantastic director. Yes, he is. What do you think about this, Dean? Yeah, I like it. I dig yeah, it, too. I like it. Um, look, Mel Gibson as a director is is great. Um, I mean, none of the films that he's directed have been shit. They've all been good films. Um, and so... It's true. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's there's definitely potential there. And um, he he's not adverse to, um, you know, seeking advice from people who have his work with before. And I, I noticed that um, George Miller's been mentioned in various dispatches as right. somebody who he's consulted with. And, of course, Mel Gibson and George Miller worked together on the original Mad Max back, yes. mm-hmm. back in 79. So um, I, I think it's perfectly legitimate to, to consider Mel Gibson for Suicide Squad. And, um, yeah, fuck, he's crazy enough. So, yeah. You know. I, I know. What do you think, Les? You know what? I want a gory... That, that's just what I want. I want body parts everywhere. So yeah, Mel Gibson. Right now in Rebirth, it's Justice League versus Suicide Squad. And one of the things Deadshot says right away is like, we do one thing they don't do, and that's kill. Hmm. And it's all hell breaks loose in that. So, right, that would be very cool. That's, yeah. That would be very cool if they bring in both worlds. I wouldn't mind shit, seeing Mel Gibson do, do Batman movie. Yeah, like, the only, only thing is, he's not going to listen to it. Affleck. Oh, no, yeah, he'll tell him, sure. you know, go, uh, go to your dressing room and, right. and then direct this movie. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm but... William Wallace. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get on my claymore. Yeah. Every yeah. man dies, not every man really lives. Yeah. Ben. <laughs> that, was, that was a better accent than your Boston one. I can't do the Boston. <laughs> I, can, I can do the Scottish. But, uh, yeah, was it uh, Mel Gibson directing this? No, this would be very good. I When I saw this, I was like, I, I, I can really get behind this. I can really dig this because Mel Gibson has a way to add weight to his movies as in you really feel things going on you know like in Braveheart he makes you really feel uh what is it that you're really behind William Wallace in the the one where his daughter does I can't remember what it was uh where he's in it I I forgot what the movie is called give me back my son no 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 no, no, not that one no uh in that one you really feel that you want him to get are you talking no not not, not getting Ringo are you talking about the film we did recently no 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 actually no that's right he did do another one of those Uh, no not that one this was a few years ago oh I know which one you're talking about his daughter dies and he makes a point where he's gonna go fuck things up yes exactly something darkness I don't think yes I don't think he directed that oh he didn't 
No. I thought he did. No, no. I don't yeah. think he just but started it. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, di- directing yeah. Mel Gibson is in another whole category. Oh, Acting yeah. Mel Gibson is in a whole other mm-hmm. category. Okay. If you I... want to see Mel Gibson at his finest, you watch The Beaver. That's right. I, have you seen <laughs> The Beaver? As far as <laughs> okay. acting goes, right? I have. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah. Um, that, wait, sounds, wait, wait. that sounds really First funny, all, Dean. Dean. That sounds Dean. really it's funny. Dean. It's been a little while since I've seen The Beaver. Yeah, let's retract that. You just said that Let's right now. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for you. Hey, dude. look, guys. Um, <laughs> I just lost it. Hey, um, guys, I, I've actually met a few people that worked with Mel Gibson back on Mad Max 2 down oh. here in Australia because a lot of that film was, was um, filmed in a place called Broken Hill. And the closest city to Broken Hill was, a, was of course, Adelaide, where I live. Um, and look, say what you will about Mel Gibson's, you know, personal views or political views, but that guy has got a work a work ethic that is just unmatched, you know, anywhere in cinema. Like he he is a director, um, you know, is is the kind of guy that the guy will get into the catering tent and help the girls serve up the lunches. You know, oh my gosh, that's, oh, that's pretty good. That that's the kind of director he is. You know, like he he will work with the stuntman and he will talk through you know scenes um involving you know what they those guys have to do like if there's a tent to be pitched on a set somewhere you know you can bet your ass mel gibson will be there you know helping the teamsters you know set up those tents um the guy is a consummate filmmaker there's no doubt about it you know and when you when you hear things like that you feel that the whole production of the film, because be a guy does that, mm-hmm. everybody wants to give their 110, 120% for him. And, mm-hmm. and, and that uh, translates into his films. You could see it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge, but I've, I haven't heard anything bad about it, and I've heard nothing but great things. Mm-hmm. And it's nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the, that's the one movie that I haven't well, seen on the list. Well, not only he doesn't even want him, himself to be out there as far as that goes. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I directed this movie. No, and this is the same guy who gave his Passion of the Christ. Before. Not only that, he's doing a sequel to Passion of the Christ. Right, by the way, right. he's doing the Resurrection. No, I'm not joking. Are you really, really? No, no, I'm serious. Yeah, he's doing. He's he's in the process of doing the Resurrection. I oh believe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He thought I was joking. And I <laughs> thought you were joking. I was like, that. Wow. I, I, yeah, I really thought, thought I, I walked right into a harsh that joke there. <laughs> yeah. So I am down for. I'm down for him to do the Suicide Squad or the Batman film. Whatever he wants to do, you fucking give it to him. But he's well, not going to do the Batman. He won't do the Batman. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't mind it. If you no, did. absolutely not. But it's going to be a tough thing for somebody to do the Batman. Gareth movie. Edwards. I'm telling he's you, he's not going to. He's not going to do what Ben Affleck wants. <laughs> Gareth to do. Edwards. Gareth Edwards, who just did the film that they Lucasfilm just took and did whatever the fuck they wanted to, and brought a second director to stand next to him, pretty much, and film all the second. Unit stuff and okay. trust me, Gareth Edwards would do it. Chances are, chances are, this is nothing against him, but he's he's deserved or he's earned the oh, right to have an saying. ego. You're saying now that he did that, yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he's he's gonna say okay. hell no. no you know, he, I, he's I'm, still got I'm, another I'm, film to prove. Himself. I'm credible. I'm credible. Jesus, not a word. I, I have credit <laughs> to my name. I'll make it up words like Donald Trump. No, it's very I, bigly of you. Yeah, bigly. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's it's fantastic. You know, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be really hard to find somebody to. To basically be, it, it's a mean word His to bitch. say. Yeah, it's a mean word to say, but it's it's gonna be right. His bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He should just do it. Just, just fucking, fucking do it. No, that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna have to do it. Nobody else is gonna do well, it. Well, another rumor that everybody that has been getting a lot of steam, steam. is the I don't want to be Batman anymore. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, and if that on. happens, then you must yeah just oh, write it off. Fucking yeah. Get, everything get it is it was, everything's lampooned at that point. Yeah. Well, let's hope it doesn't get this catastrophic. 
situation it like just that all dissolves. And right. So, because let's all agree that out of all this shit storm that's come out, the only really good thing is been Wonder Woman and Batman. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Everybody can at least agree on that. Right. And Harley Quinn was great. And and Jared Leto being and, the Joker. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some people don't believe well, that. No, Will, Will Smith. Will Smith was. Will Smith was show, also man. very good. Oh yeah, yeah he was yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah but, but but if you have to pick one, who do you want? To continue, or Harley Quinn or, or uh, Will Smith as uh, Deadshot. Mm. See, Harley the, Quinn. the fact that you have to think about it. No, gives it gives my gives our our. Why opinion. can't you have them both? They oh, no, either movies. Before. I know. Yeah, no. Like, Trust me, just, Will Smith needs the work right now. Yeah, he does yeah. need the work. But yeah, but like like I said, <laughs> they both they both. Oh, he does. Dude. Will Smith is in a bad situation right now. Okay, he's made shit after shit after shit, and he made Suicide Squad, and luckily. That Suicide Squad had the the backing of fanboys and fangirls and geeked them to to make seven hundred million dollars. His last movie that was a Christmas Carol, pretty much. Yeah, Collateral Beauty. Collateral Beauty ah! was his worst film. Ah! Money making hey, in his history. Screen time with the man, didn't you? I did share screen so time. So what the hell, dude? I was <laughs> I was an extra in. Uh, Actually, I wasn't even extra. That's right. I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, seven you, pounds. Were, you were in it. Yeah, you I was with him for seven hours. That's He's a great right. man. That's right. Yeah. I'm not talking shit on him. I'm just saying that he needs to step his game up. All right. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Dean. We got in a little rant here. No, I love it. I, no. You want to you wanna see it from my end? Seeing three guys around a table, you know, arguing <laughs> passionately is just so cool. <laughs> it's true. We're, 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 we've never been this close before because we're, we're doing three uh, connections and having Dean on. So we're all sitting around a table yeah. <laughs> like at a campfire with a big penis in front of yeah, the middle yeah, of us. Yeah, big oh, silver great. penis. So... Hopefully, things go the right way for DC. We're giving positive vibes because everybody else seems to be shitting on them. Let's give them some positive vibes. And yeah. let's, let's get something good. Because trust me, people, it, yeah. a good DC is only going to be better, better for, for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Because remember, Marvel's going to go through that time where all those characters that you know and love are not going to be in the films anymore. Of course, we're all going to go see it, but we're not the ones that they're worried about. They're worried about fan yeah. base. So yeah. a better DC will just help Marvel be that much better. And look, Marvel's not without criticism too, because I mean, no. fucking read the Star Wars comics lately? I stopped. I stopped. I, I had the first four Star Wars ones, and then I got the first three Darth Vader ones, and I think I got a Princess Leia one, and then I stopped. I just, yeah, I made the observation that um, I, I uh, after I read the first issue of Star Wars, uh, no, the second issue where Luke confronts Vader. Yes, where they changed the uh, whole canon. Yeah, yeah. After I read the second issue of the uh, the Star Wars comic from Marvel, um, I was so angry I tore it up, which is really interesting because it was a digital issue that I was reading. <laughs> That's right. You, yeah, that mad. You crushed your phone. Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. Your tablet yeah, across, yeah. The yeah. across the room. Yeah, I found that pretty interesting that they decided to completely change the whole story. Uh, yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, in one of the Marvel issues early on, they pretty much Luke and Vader meet before Empire. What? Yeah. Did you want to elaborate on that one? If you remember it. Uh, yeah, basically, he doesn't well, want to remember it. That's the issue. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think um, from memory, Vader picks up Luke's lightsaber and he kind of has this vague recollection that he recognizes it or something like that and then they actually have a clash for uh, you know a couple of panels yeah yeah and i was so furious that i literally just threw my tablet you know damn yeah i i blame i blame pablo for that oh you think so (laughs) oh yeah pablo Um, and his coffee mug 
I'm I'm not a fan of Pablo Hidalgo, I must admit. Mm. That's okay. You don't need to be a fan of Pablo Hidalgo. <laughs> I'm not a fan of his fucking coffee mugs that he carries with him everywhere he goes. He can't fucking leave his coffee mug for two two minute interviews. Not, not that I yeah. n- not that I want to be banned from Star Wars Celebration. So I have nothing but nice things to say. About <laughs> I like my press badge, and I will I will. It's, uh, it's a little tough to, to be like... the Sith list with one person, right? You kind of need to be there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> we have some X Men news, but not the X Men that you guys all think. Now I know everybody's very excited about Logan, right? March third can't come any sooner. No, but it's no, coming. Not soon enough. It's coming. It's a couple weeks. Yeah. And I've heard some initial reviews of the film, and they are amazing. Yeah, they're I actually, ass. Re- I actually read one. I think it was from ABC.com that said that this might be the first superhero movie or comic book movie that gets nominated for Best Picture. What? Oh my goodness! Whoa. I swear to God, that's, that's a bold statement. That's a bold strategy there, Cotton. My and God. remember, Ryan Reynolds said that he thinks that Hugh Jackman will be nominated for Best Actor. Wow. Yeah. You excited about this one, D? I'm very excited. Uh, of course, uh, Hugh Jackman being a, a, a compatriot. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm always happy to see uh, uh, Hugh Jackman being successful in, in America. So, And especially so with this film, because every time I've seen a trailer for, for Logan, I've literally wet my pants. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. And they keep getting better and better. Yeah, they do. They yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Well, Patrick Stewart sat down, you know, the co-star of Logan, obviously, Professor X. Was he was he in the the kick-ass uh, hover chair? He was not. Oh, he was so not. He sat down a, in a different chair. So yes, he was in a wicker chair. Wicker, fuck. That's not exciting at all. Actually, I don't know what chair he was, was in. Did you have wheels at least? I did not have wheels. Damn it. But the cool thing is Cinema Blend. You see, I didn't say Cinnabon. They had wanted a, to, though. Yeah, they had a contest, and they had a super crazy Wolverine fan Ask him some questions, which was very cool. Why didn't Why did they have Hugh Jackman? They did ask Hugh Jackman oh, some okay. questions, but okay. <laughs> we're pertaining into fucking Charles well, Xavier. Yes, a huge, so yeah, that's why we're talking about Wolverine fucking fan. Patrick Stewart. I know, but a huge Wolverine fan is going to want to talk to Wolverine. They talked to Wolverine too. Oh, okay, but right? his, his his questions and answers weren't exciting. No, we have actual some uh, some news that we can talk about. Ah, yeah, okay. just enjoy the news that they gave us. Okay, I'm, I'm just <laughs> wondering. Yeah, it just seems kind of odd. Yeah, Patrick Stewart sat down and he had some interesting. Interesting words for this Mr. Mm. Interviewer, Don't the fuck um, which was not a Mr. Actually, she was a she. Mm. So that's kind of fucked up. Her name was Catlin Ellum. Mm. I'm even going to credit the fucking winner of the Cinema Blend, just because I don't want to be like that douchebag Mike Zero. <laughs> Hey, welcome back everyone, Mike Zero here once again. Today, we are discussing Star Wars' Kylo Pug. Her name is actually Jazzy, but it would be so hilarious to see each and every one of you hashtag Kylo Pug in the comments section. So yeah. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. So Patrick Stewart, this is quote unquote, I'm not done. That's out of my control. It lies in the hands of the studio and I don't know. You, you must remember I've already been vaporized and here I am. Okay, it's Marvel indeed. Mm-hmm. So meaning he wants to keep going, yes. right? So he's not done like Hugh Jackman's done. So maybe he'll be in the other X Men. I know Sophie Turner is said that she's going to film this year another X Men movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe 
Charles Xavier, the old Charles Xavier, and the young Charles Xavier. They do tease at the end of X-Men 3, The Last Stand. You mm-hmm. see his chair again at the end of it. Yeah, I remember that. And they never explain anything about it. So the fact that he comes back wouldn't be that far of a stretch. Nice. And, I, and, and And nothing against... Uh, What's his name? Um, the new Charles Xavier, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. He's fantastic, mm. but this is this is the Patrick Stewart's a Charles Xavier that I okay, prefer. See, okay, okay, that's fine. And I would disagree with you on this because uh-huh. I am a huge McAvoy fan. Oh no, he's no, great. No, I love I love Charles Xavier. Uh, I love Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I love Patrick Stewart. If you gave me a choice of who I would rather see in the next one, it would be McAvoy. Really? Oh, really? I love McAvoy, uh, dude. Well. The way it can go, you'll be able to see both. Both, There's, yeah, yeah. The, the timelines in X Men. Well, well, you saw both in um, in um, Days of Future Days of Past. Future Past, which is really cool. So, so the timelines, the way they can mess around with it, they'll make it happen. But at this point, if Patrick Stewart is saying I'm not done and I want to be a part of it, then why not? Like, I mean, you. The material is there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You just have to be able to make it work. And mm-hmm. then, then that's the easiest part, or it's easier said than done, I'm sure. Dean, what's your favorite X-Men movie, if at all, if you like any of the X-Men film? You're, you're allowed to not like him as well, because I don't like the first oh, three. The second one's pretty good. No, look, I, I love the franchise. I like the franchise a lot. Um, okay. Like the franchise, love the franchise. Yeah, I like. I love the franchise. Um, I think the first of the X-Men First Class was a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. Um the way they went back. Um, I was actually thinking, just when I got your notes this morning, um, Iraj, could, is it, do you reckon Patrick Stewart could carry an X-Men film? No, not at all. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think my heart says yes, but my head says no. Well, it depends, Dean. If you're asking me, could it carry it story-wise? Absolutely. Could it carry it acting-wise? Absolutely. Could it carry it financially no. solvent for the studio? No way in hell. Yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the big question. And that's the rub right uh, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, but I mean, I I love Patrick Stewart. You know, I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, I'm I'm really excited for, um, I'm really excited for Logan. I just had this uh, this thought. Do you remember going back to the original X Men? Was Joshua Jackson in that first film? No. You mean Charlie? You mean Charlie from the Mighty Ducks? Charlie from yeah. the Mighty Ducks. No, we, we, we got to play hockey with Charlie from yeah, the Mighty he, Ducks. Yeah, oh, really? Yes. How cool! I was just so because like they got in that RX eight um, at one stage, that Mazda RX eight, and they they put they flipped the stereo on, and I want to say was was that the the opening theme from Dawson's Creek, and like. Oh, I don't want to wait for our yeah, time yeah. to what be over. We are breaking into song. Oh yeah. I don't want to wait for my lunch to get colder. Why can't I eat it now? I don't want to wait for the new Toyota. I want the car that's got a lot of gas. <laughs> yeah, I actually know a fucking reference. So you guys can kiss my ass. Look That's at that. Wow, Boo actually knew something. I fucking knew something, I fucking knew something wow. that I'm not supposed to kiss my <laughs> ass. Look at that. And you picked that fucking Hey, thing well, out. fuck. All, all right. of these. I'm to be sorry. Able to there's say I know there's that, very guys. fucking few. All right. It seems that I know. So there you go. All right. You might have a point there, though. I think that. I think that did happen. It comes on and then they switch the station right away or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wolverine says, "What the fuck my is mate, this?" 
didn't see that. The mental image I have is is of um, Logan putting a claw through the stereo system, but uh, I think so too. I'm sure yeah. they didn't have. But anyway, that, that's just an aside. But yeah, look, I'd I'd happily see Patrick Stewart do more X Men. Now mm. we have some DC news again. Let's get back mm. to the DC. I should have probably talked about this before, but. <laughs> Jason Mamoa, who is the beastly man that was in Game of Thrones, Tushraki, right? Yeah, Drogo. He was actually at this uh, Long Beach Comic Expo yesterday. I'm sure the lines were insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was interviewed by Digital Trends earlier this week. He had some interesting things to say about the Justice League movie coming out and the Aquaman script. Ooh. Yeah, so he says, quote-unquote, I read the Aquaman script, and let me just put it this way. I've never seen a movie that's anything like it. Interesting in itself. It's going to be a world that you've never seen before, which is really cool. We went to space. We traveled all over different worlds, but we never went underwater. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. So it's just a really cool spin on what's below, and it uses a lot of great movies and that I already love. Whether that be Raiders of the Lost Ark, no. to Star Wars, well, no. to Lord of the Rings, to hmm. Romancing the Stone. Wow. Well, that's an old school, and I love that movie. It has a lot of really cool adventure. It's funny. It's heroic. And there's a lot of different characters and a lot of different roles that we get to go to. Hmm. And he said he's very, very excited about the JLA movie coming out and what people are going to really see how this one's going to be different. That's great. Good. So Jason Momoa, good for you, bro. Trying to put in some positivity. Yes, positivity. like the vibes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I like the vibes. vibes. (laughs) So that's pretty interesting, right? Here's another thing. We didn't do this last week. We're doing this comicbook.com cheat sheet on different characters. And we're doing our pal Calvin's favorite comic book character, Nova. So we're going to listen to a little Nova and listen to a little bit of his backstory right about now. The original Nova. Richard Ryder is a superhero in the Marvel Universe and most well known as the Prime Commander of the Nova Corps. His powers are a result of the Nova Force, an energy source that he alone can access. This puts him on par with the most powerful beings in the galaxy, and here's everything you should know about the human rocket. Initially, Nova was conceived as an homage to both Spider-Man and Green Lantern. Like Spider-Man, Nova received his powers as a teenager in New York completely by accident. The rest of his biography, however, closely resembles that of DC's Hal Jordan. Ryder was chosen at random by a dying alien named Roman Day in a last-ditch effort to transfer his powers. Also like Hal Jordan, Nova is usually depicted as the leader of the intergalactic police force called the Nova Corps. Originally, Nova was known for his witty banter during battle, similar to Spider-Man. However, after Annihilation, his personality became noticeably darker. After serving as protector of Xandar, Nova eventually became homesick and relinquished his power, returning to Earth to live a normal life. His powers returned to him, however, after Night Thrasher convinced him to join the New Warriors by using reverse psychology and throwing Ryder off a building. During his time away, Nebula destroyed Xandar. Later, Ryder used the Nova Force power to reboot the Xandarian world mind, which proceeded to clone the dead Xandarians and the Nova Corps. Speaking of the Xandarian world mind, Nova uses this sentient to help maintain his mental stability. Without it, the full power of the Nova Force would cause Ryder to break down and go insane. Nova actually dated Gamora for a while, but then Nova died. During the Thanos imperative, Nova sacrifices himself in the Cancerverse to keep Thanos from returning to Earth-616. It was all in vain, however, as eventually both Thanos and Nova return. 
Not to be confused with the other Nova, Sam Alexander, the Richard Ryder version of the character has appeared in cartoons and video games. The Nova Corps themselves appeared in 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy, which means an MCU appearance by old Bucket Helmet is all but on the horizon. All right, so there is your Nova cheat sheet. So pretty interesting. Now, no wonder Calvin likes this guy. That guy sounds awesome. Will we get a chance? I'm going to go to you, Les, because you seem to know about this stuff more than anybody. Um, do we, will we see a Nova in the MCU movie realm? Uh, I, I think I was talking about that messaging with Calvin back and forth, I think. Oh, yeah? Him and I, myself. How dare you, Calvin? You're cheating on me? Uh, I think so. That's Mick Awesome, right? If I'm not mistaken. He is awesome. Yes, it You're is. You're right. The Dirk McGirt. How dare you. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, what I, we were saying is it would be great to see an appearance um, or a, not, you know, be able to be a part of a movie. Um, I think I had mentioned to him that there is a goldmine for uh, movies to be made from Marvel Cosmic. If they really wanted to, they can make a lot of different movies. Um, you obviously have Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Captain Marvel will show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quasar is another version of Captain Marvel. Um, I don't know if we'll get one. Maybe in the next. Maybe I, I would. I would love to see a Nova movie. Uh, that'd be great. Maybe. Well, I don't think you're going to see a Nova movie per se. No, but a, an appearance would be good. Uh, I think so. I think if if the Nova Corps has been put out there and it's in Guardians of the Galaxy, then for sure we should get at least a teaser of Nova showing up somewhere at some point. Okay. Hmm. What do you, you know anything much about Nova, Dean? I didn't know, I, I, I didn't know much about Nova, to tell you the truth. I, I know nothing about Nova. <laughs> that is completely fine, bro. That is completely fine. That's why we're doing these cheat sheets, there man. You go. So when you see this fucking guy, you'll go, hey, I remember that fucking guy mm-hmm. on the Sith list. There you go. Fucking Nova. <laughs> well, well, that's what I thought when I saw Guardians. I'm like, oh shit, the Nova Corps. Wait, wait, where's Nova? Where's Nova? Yeah, I remember like, you yelling that out loud. <laughs> I'm like, where's he? Exactly. Yeah, and I said, like, shut the fuck up, Wes, and watch the fucking movie. <laughs> People are trying to enjoy the that's movie. Stop right. fucking yelling. Do not just watch a Marvel movie with me because I'll ruin it. Les is the last person you want to watch a comic book movie with because Stickler. either if you're behind him, you won't see anything because either he's lifting his hand in the air. And with his fist pissed off, or he's like fist pumping, very happy, or he'll fucking be jibber jabbering the whole time. Where the fuck's Nova? There's a Nova Corps. How come they don't have Nova in there? Every fucking time. Or I'm actually, very civil at a movie, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Let it, let's get into The Walking Dead. Now, oh yeah! Right. Now I'm so happy because let's just real quick compare this to Boo. Now Boo, we got on Boo's ass for not watching Game of Thrones, and he binged the shit out of it. Binged the shit, out and of he it. loved it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now Dean the other day on our thread said, "God, I love listening to you guys talk about The Walking Dead," and I said, "Wait, you've never seen The Walking Dead?" And he said, "Nope." And Dean. How many seasons have you watched in the last week? So, since we spoke about that, I've actually watched three and a half seasons. Jesus, <clears throat> love it! So, wow. uh, actually, no, Kudos we'll say two you. and a half seasons because I'm in. I'm into the midpoint of season three at the moment, and um, 
Uh, yeah, look, I'm loving it. I think it's brilliant. So, do you know, um, I was thinking about it the other day that um, I I got in with Falling Skies. Mm-hmm. And um, loved Falling Skies. I remember Falling Skies. Yeah, loved it for about the first three seasons. And then the last two seasons were an absolute shit show. <laughs> okay. um, and, I, and I was actually angry when I got to the, the end of that series because it, it was just pathetic the way it ended. Um, <laughs> Damn. And so I was kind of burnt from that post-apocalyptic sort of uh, storyline, storytelling thing. But hearing you guys talk about it and then I, I got into it, I thought, oh, this is what I've been missing, you know. <laughs> um, it's so strong. And I had no idea that Andrew Lincoln was um, was the, the the key character in that series, like right. yeah. like key actor, um, the guy that plays Rick Grimes. Like he's a British actor. Yes, and he's been he did a series in Britain called Teachers, which was freaking hilarious. You know, it was <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And he actually um, he had a guest role in a, another series over there called Cold Feet, which was huge here in Australia back in the, you know, the early 2000s. Um, and so, you know, doing the full-on southern accent and just absolutely rocking that character. Oh, wow. it kills it. It blew my mind. Blew oh. my mind. You and know? He, he, he is definitely a method actor. He, mm-hmm. I've heard his wife in an interview say that he has the accent at home the entire time. <laughs> that must get old. Yeah, the entire time. <laughs> and he's a character. He is amazing. So wait, Dean, that means you were watching Falling Skies during the first couple seasons of Walking Dead. Yeah, that's right. Cause you were, you we... were devoted to that show then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Now, there's people out there, there, there are people out there that believe that Walking Dead has gone that route as well. There, there's people that... That's have, blasphemous. Well, yeah, I don't believe it. But there, there are a lot of people out there that say, hey, the first three, four seasons were amazing. Now we've gone into this. How many different communities can we get into? Now, Dean hasn't watched anything after, or he's in season three, and we've watched all the way up. Everything. And we just watched one about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Now, I told Dean, I gave him the option. I said, hey, listen, we're going to record real quick, us three, and we're going to talk about this last episode. And Dean's like, nope, I want to be in on yep. it. So he might be shooting himself in his own foot. Yes, but okay, before we do that, Dean, let me ask you the same questions I asked Boo about Game of Thrones. Who is your favorite character? Daryl. He's gonna die. No, Daryl's dead already. He's he's gonna die. Just kidding, Dean. We're not gonna tell you. We're gonna fuck with you a little bit. We're gonna tell you. You see his face? I wish wish we could have your face so everybody could see it. Poor Dean. He literally had a tear in his eye. Dean, we're gonna fuck with you on all of them. We're we're, we're gonna say yes or no to anybody. So, okay, so you love Daryl Dixon. I, I think he's the real dark horse of that series up until now. Like, okay. Uh, okay. yeah, he's really emerged as a as an interesting character because he's so so different, you know. Like, and I've only just sort of, you know, I've only just started getting into the whole 
Uh, is it Woodbury slash the governor slash, that's you know? Right. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Welcome to Woodbury. <laughs> yes, that's you're in a really good part of the of the show. You're yeah. in a really good stretch. Yeah, that's there. when they start getting to the book material a little bit more, mm-hmm. and they bring in a, a real so, baddie for them to face. So. Yeah, and then what's great about the show is even the people that have dived into the the graphic novels and know it hand over fist, they change things. Like Daryl's not in the graphic novel, Dean. So. Things okay. have changed. So they will take a character's death from the graphic novel and completely switch it up to another character in the show. So yeah. you can't yeah. really read it. Some things are dead on. Some things are completely off. So wait, you're at the prison sure. right now, right? Yeah, yeah, they're still in the yeah, prison. Yeah, that's it. So they're, they're, they're in the prison and they're sort of fortifying um, the prisoner. And actually, I posted in the, um, the thread on Twitter last night Australian time when I um, finished watching uh, episode four, and all I said was Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading yeah, that. Yeah. That's a rough one. That's a rough one. Now, that if, is you're, a rough if one. you're like Johnny Grasso, he wanted Laurie's baby to come out a zombie out of her stomach. Then, oh yeah. man, yeah, typical Grasso. <laughs> typical Grasso. The only thing that worries me going forward, and I'm probably jumping ahead here, is that, um. And I, I read something the other day where the creator of the, the, the series and the creator of the comic is what's his name again? I, I've Robert forgotten Kirkman. his name. Kirkman, Robert Kirkman. Kirkman, yeah, yeah. He's he's got story ideas going forward for ages and yes. you know, there's no there's no end point to this and he doesn't appear to want to explain the pathogen that um that has infected the human race and you know, why that pathogen took root and i have a problem that i think that they should look at explaining that yeah you know, there's got to be an end point to this series at some point you know like well, yeah. are they all going to go are they all going to go up in flames or is there are they going to eventually get to grips with this whole plague um and look it's the nurse in me like i i'm we got a little bit with um noah emmerich's character in the first season you know like the mm-hmm. scientist at the cdc yes um he gave us a basic explanation but you know i want to i want to know more you know um so i can see that the series could you know run into that kind of repetitive mm. community slash protagonist antagonist thing without actually answering the wider questions of what's going on in this world so yeah, and, that, and that's the biggest uh, complaint so far from people that I've heard is how many communities, how many villains. of these villains and groups are we going to have to encounter every single year? Yeah, I was just going to add, like, I've been watching The Last Ship. Oh, oh I love that show. Less is a big Dean, fan. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that show. That is a great that's show. That's a brilliant show. And, and, like, the thing that I like about that show is that um, they established – the background into that pathogen pretty quickly and you know what they needed to do to overcome it so by doing that they've been able to expand that show you know to tackle global stories and from what i can see of the walking dead they're they're very they're they're confined to you know georgia slash virginia um you know it's a very localized story and i think that it could be self-limiting you know, and repetitive in the future. So yeah, but here's the thing, Dean. How I see the show is, I don't give a shit about the the virus. I'm so into the characters now that I'm worried about who's going to live. Mm-hmm. So the, to me, what they've done is that they've taken it away from the virus itself and the zombies itself. Now I want to know 
when is that little fucker Carl going to die? Or are they going to have the balls to kill Rick? When is Carol going to get off her ass and do something again? So I'm so in, involved in the characters themselves. The backstory to me now is kind of Atlanta, the virus, and how we're going to get a cure. Which, you know what? On, on all honesty, you're absolutely right. We, I should be thinking about that. Oh, look, it's a great character study. Um, it's a it's a great character study in how people respond to something, you know, to this apocalyptic situation. Um, right. And and so you've got plenty of scope to explore characters um, in that way. But you, you know, what are we? Season seven? Yeah. Seven? Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven, yeah. seven, yeah. You just yeah. want the science, right, Dean? You really want some science in there, don't you? Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a science yeah, that's, nerd. That's, that's, that's totally fine. Yeah, no, I totally understand yeah, where yeah. you're coming from. I don't know why you always have to be judging me because I only believe in science. I totally do. And I'm, I I just thought right now how into the characters and worried about who's going to do this, who's going to do that. I'm not even yeah. thinking about the backstory of the fucking how the walkers mm-hmm. became walkers. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's interesting you brought that up. So, and I mean, I, I wonder if there's potential for them to play around with the actual walkers and, you know, is, is there a way of, you know, evolving the walkers to make them different? You know, like, can we apply some sentience to them or, or whatever, you know? And, and and that came to me when I watched The Death of Shane because huh. as he was lying on the ground after Rick stabbed him, um, he was – Rick stabbed him and then Carl shot him and he was having those nightmares about the uh, about being you know the mutilated term, yeah. by the walkers. Right. Yeah. You know, what's that about? Like they they threw that out there. What happens in that transition phase between you know dead human to walker? You know, I want to know. I, I, I'm really interested to finding out what that's about. Yeah, maybe we will. And if you watch the the spinoff show, mm-hmm. which is Fear the Walking Dead, they kind of yeah. they kind of you, you see the evolution. A lot quicker of the apocalypse of the apocalypse and of how the walkers the walkers in the fear of the Walking Dead they are a lot more advanced because they're fresh mm-hmm. and they're they've just got the virus they're not decomposing they're yeah. still strong they're not yeah. uh, falling apart you and, know, you're not going to grab a limb and it's not going to fall off and let me tell you Dean you can watch that alongside what you're watching it's not going to throw you off whatsoever yeah 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 it's yeah. in Los Angeles. And it's mm-hmm. on right when it goes down. Yeah, but if you want to show that kind of it covers more ground, literally covers more ground, and you get more of a scope of what's going on around the world, watch that one. Yeah. Because yeah, that's – yeah, Dean, I, I agree with you. That's one thing I was hoping for. Not out of The Walking Dead. I was kind of already past that, like Arash said, just attached to the characters. Yeah. If, if they were to do that, I would dig it. But now I really don't need it. In The Fear of the Walking Dead, that's what I wanted was a mm, a an, an idea of how this all started – how bad it gets, how quickly it gets super bad, and how far it spreads around around the world. I think you, they missed the getting... boat. They missed the boat on that. Yeah, yeah, they should have done. Yeah, that. yeah they should have done that. But uh, but there's there's still a chance for them to do that now. You know, I I hope they do because yeah, because in that show, that's what I would want. You know, they, they could build great characters, which they already are. But I, I I want an expanded world and to know what is going on. Because they they are in their world, they're a little bit earlier than in Rick's world. So yeah, so sure, yeah, so, sure. so it's in, interesting to see. So yeah, yeah, you, sh- you should start watching Fear of the Walking Dead. Absolutely, yeah, you can watch them side by side. It doesn't hurt anything. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take you up on that. I think I, the, you've <laughs> right. laid down the challenge for you. 
<laughs> so, so on tonight's episode, we should talk about tonight's, we, right? We should, we Dina, are you yeah, sure no, you want in on this? Point, though, I'm, I'm happy. Go, go right okay. ahead, guys. I, I oh, go ahead, let's go ahead, let's I'm sorry. actual scientific, like, you know, breakdown of enzymes or whatever it is that you might, you know. I know what you're, you're asking for, but I think we're way past that. Even in fear, we're way past that also. Mm-hmm. No, exactly, we are. But they so, should, They lost them, drop them, and, dropped And the like you said, it. in the last ship, they actually... You know, started talking about primordials and all that kind of stuff, and you know, they gave the the jargon was out there for people to at least for people like you, who like you said you're a nurse, so for you to be in around pathogens or to at least be in that uh, realm, it, it tickled you enough. You know what I mean? It, it was able to yeah, see, yeah. it was able for you yeah. to be like, ah, oh, there we go. But as far as The Walking Dead goes, at this point. It's like we need to survive the people that are still alive and immune, or just still alive and haven't turned yet. So. You know, and and I think what happened with the the fear, The Walking Dead. I think the showrunners didn't want to put it out there just mm-hmm. in case they wanted this to be a big payoff for whatever the end game That's is true. for The Walking Continuing. Dead. We yeah. might get it later. You're we right. might get it. Yeah, and, and it's not going to go yeah, on yeah. forever. No, it, it, it can't. these things. Yeah. These things will. I mean, the actors will want out. Mm-hmm. And once once Rick and Daryl. And Michonne are gone. Yeah, that's the show's the, gone. The, the Trinity. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So tonight's episode, if you don't want to be spoiled, just for fast forward this for the next two three minutes. We'll do it really quick. We're not going to go scene by scene, but so three, two, one, spoiled, done. Okay. So <laughs> tonight's episode, I liked it a lot. So did I. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I very, thought very it was very solid fre- episode. Solid, yeah. freaky. Mm-hmm. The fucking. Walker with the spikes freaked me out. Yeah, no, he gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, he was uh, right. weaponized. He was he weaponized. weaponized. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not much for you to do yeah. against that motherfucker, right. yeah. unless you have. A, if you don't have a weapon, you're screwed. Yeah, and that's what happened. Weapon, yeah. you're, you're okay. And that's what happened to Rick. He got challenged and he came out of it like now, a badass. And it was very Mad Maxish to me, mm-hmm. right? Welcome to the Thunderdome. Welcome to the Thunder. Oh, Tina Turner playing yeah. in the background. Extremely. We don't need another hero. Ha. We don't need huh. more our way home. No, all we need is. <laughs> so it was a great episode. It was solid. Things are happening, and you can see it come together. Mm-hmm. Just fucking kill Rosita and kill Tara, and let's just have a good show. Whoa! Ouch, no, man. Whoa. No, 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 no. Rosita one needs of them, to. One of those days, Rosita start killing women off yeah. just to kill. Mm-hmm. Them. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. no, I'll kill that bitch. Be off. careful. I man. hate Rosita I and I hate Tara. On. Fuck them. Yeah. Rosita's got a. She's got an axe to grind, man. She, she has an axe to grind okay. with everybody. Go ahead, I've got dude. my notepad here, and I'm writing these names down. Yeah, Ros- <laughs> okay. Just remember, Rosita. By this episode, Rosita was was really cool before. Still is. Nah. Rosita and Tara. I'm staying out of this. They one, need to yeah. die. They need to fucking die. Tara can die. I have no problem with that. Rosita needs to stay. You just want Rosita to stay because you like how she looks. No, and he loved Duh. how she looked tonight in this episode. Well, just fucking like put a picture of her ass on your phone while you're watching it next to the phone. Yeah, you don't Carlos need to have her ruin like, the show. Oh, yeah. She needs to stay. No. In, in, in the apocalypse, I need something to look at, all right? No. Shit. Everything's all... I'm looking at dead people all fucking day. And here's the cool thing. We talked about how with Johnny Grosso last week from Rogue One... We haven't Chiching Rogue no, One haven't. or Blue Harvest, no. guys. Drop, drop the knowledge, guys. Yeah, <laughs> John, yeah, Johnny Grosso from Rogue One, a podcast, a Star Wars podcast for winners, Chiching, and Blue Harvest. 
Paws Burkhart, and Will Witten. We talked about last week how this shit is all going to go down, and it looks like we were kind of right. Yeah, we're, we're right? on the right We're path. on the right path. So things are happening. Things are kind of getting together. You can see it. We have all. a scoop on the inside, you mean. We had a scoop on the inside. Yes. <sighs> I don't know. So, great episode. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Dean's like, I don't want to watch the show anymore. Yeah, yeah. Dean wants to finish it out. No, no, I'm in now. You've, you've sucked me. This is all your fault, Naraj. No, good. I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that I've sucked you in on this. There's so much great TV you. out there, but yeah, you need to get on this yeah, train you do. right here. You really the do. The Walking Dead train is I didn't get to see Legion this week. I don't know if you did, Bill. Neither did I. So, Neither I didn't I. get to see Legion this week. I'm very eager to, to watch Legion. Mm-hmm. And I haven't... Damn it, Ali's going to be pissed. He is. Uh, or Ali. Or Ali. Um, we have a voice film that, from... That'll clear that up for yeah, us. Yeah, going to clear it up for us. That, yeah, we didn't do, I didn't do my homework. No, no, no. But I still have tomorrow. It's a holiday. I'm mm-hmm. going to watch a couple episodes. Yeah. All right, so there is your Walking Dead. By the way, Gabriel wasn't a doucher that we all thought he was. Kidnapped. I knew he wasn't a doucher. He was kidnapped. That noise was exactly what we thought it was. He was almost like... He became the hype man later. Yes. Yeah, he did. He no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he went into a nice little rant. This man can get you anything. Right. Yeah, he said he this, this man, Rick, can get you anything. And, dude, you don't know who Gabriel is right yet, right? No, I, I, I had to plead ignorance on that one. Sorry. Okay, good. No, that's fine. That's no, fine. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. It's now, coming along for you. The Walking Dead, what I love about The Walking Dead, and this happens with Game of Thrones, too, in a certain degree. They have you not like characters. I did not like Gabriel. But after this episode, in the last couple episodes, you're really pulling for him and rooting for him. Yeah. And that's just great writing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that about The Walking yeah. Dead. And I love that about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And they've done that with the, you know, with the, the seasons that I've seen thus far, you know, like I've, the, the way I've portrayed different characters um, has been really great. You know, like you you root for them to begin with, you hate them, then you root for them again. Like, like Laurie is a really polarizing character, I've noticed from, yes. you know, what, what little I've read, you know, um, and and Shane, uh, obviously, you know, another one who like those storylines, you know, that whole that triad between Rick, Laurie, and Shane at the beginning there was just so oh, interesting, yeah. you know. It was. Yeah, we're ne- we're we're never going to know if the baby was actually Shane's or Rick's, you know. Or you might, know, we... Dean. Or you might. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. It's actually Daryl's baby. Yeah. Make make another note. Yeah. (laughs) All right. right, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to know what you think is going to happen in the show with all the characters. So, obviously, you probably have already heard that certain characters have passed away. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, I I know that Herschel's going to buy it at some point in the future. Okay. Okay. I I think that I, I know that Glenn's, he's out. I don't know. Maybe. Tell me. You tell me, Dick. All right. I reckon Glenn's out. Okay. I think Maggie's. I think Maggie's still there. Mm-hmm. And I okay. think her. And I think her sister is still there. Carl, Daryl, Rick—they're all still there, obviously. Now, the, oh, McCone, Michonne, 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 Michonne. Um, I reckon she's still there. Okay. <laughs> I love this. Uh, this is great. <laughs> now, this is Andrew, great. Now, Andrea is. I'm going to say she's not there. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Let me just tell you, you are dead on with some of them, and some of them you're completely off. Yes. 
Just enjoy, yeah, just, just enjoy the ride. ride. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. It is, it is a tough yeah. ride, but yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. yeah All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's our Walking Dead segment. Now we're going to end the episode like we all normally always do with some. Oh, well, actually, we're not going to end it right now because we got some voicemails. But we have the some, last segment. The yeah. last segment. Yeah. This is the Star Wars news. Star Wars universe news. That pretty much we're going to not tons of news. Oh, look at Dean's excited. He's pumped. Yes. There not tons of news except for they came out with a very cool Force Friday. Not logo, but picture that has that has Ray, that has Poe, and then it has also Finn on it, looking badass. And Ray looks great with her hair all down to her shoulders, holding Luke's lightsaber. And Poe looks like he's a fucking G wearing that helmet. And Finn just looks like Finn; he's always a G. We're very excited about that, right? The Last Jedi. So we're gonna get some cool stuff. And they announced that there's going to be a Last Jedi panel on the Friday of the celebration which we're very excited we will be uh at the table during the panel we will be sitting next to them we will be sitting next to them because a tv will be at the table and we'll be watching that tv <laughs> so, uh, probably outside of the actual hall yeah. so yeah we'll definitely be there but we'll be there oh we'll be there we'll hear the crowd cheering yes yeah. yes and we're going crazy the thunder but starwars.com has announced that the Inferno Squad book will be released in this summer. And here's a cool, interesting thing about it. It's about the Empire's reaction to those crazy rebels that fuck things up in Rogue One mm. for them. Okay? Mm. The official description for Inferno Squadron has also been released, and here is a little description of what we'll get. Now, here is what they said. The Rebellion may have heroes like Jin Erso and Luke Skywalker, but the Empire has Inferno Squadron, or Squad... I keep saying squadron. After the humiliating theft of the Death Star plans and resulting in the destruction of the battle station, the Empire is on the defensive. In response to this stunning defeat, the Imperial Navy has authorized the formation of the elite team of soldiers known as Inferno Squad. Their mission to infiltrate and eliminate the remnants of Saw Gerrera's partisans. Following the death of the, their leader, the partisans have carried on his extremist legacy and determined to thwart the Empire. Oh, shit. Yeah, no matter at what cost. Now, Inferno Squad must prove their status as the best of the best and take down the partisans from within. But as the danger intensifies and the threat of discovery grows, how far will Inferno Squad go to ensure the safety of the Empire? Mm. <sighs> so, what do you think about this, Dean? You are the author. You are the expert. What do you think? I got a question for about this one, and I have a question of on the new canon novels... If you've read them, which one's your favorite, if you have read them? Yeah, I have read them. I'm really excited by Inferno Squadron because um, it kind of personalizes the Empire a little bit more. And I don't mind that at all because, you know, there's there there are faces, there are people behind the masks. And I'm always interested in finding out a little bit about them. So, um, And also the reaction to, you know, Rogue One, what happened on Scarif as well. Um you know, they're, they're, it's a fertile it's fertile ground for exploration. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this one. Great. How about some of the other ones that you've read? I've read some too. They've been pretty polarizing, haven't they? Um, I think Bloodline is probably the, my favorite of the new canon novels up till now. Um, Claudia Gray's um, yeah. writing is fantastic, and um, she was able to kind of delve into a less action oriented um, plot. 
and deliver a really interesting story, um, you know, mainly around the political machinations of the Senate and, and Princess Leia at the centre of all that. Look, I'm really out on Chuck Wendig's um, Aftermath series. Um, you don't like it? I didn't like the first one. I, the second one wasn't bad, in my opinion. But When I, when I picked up Aftermath, the original one, I, I really wanted to know about how the Imperial Empire, the Imperial Remnant, cells back together after that right. and you know i didn't feel that he he was fully successful in fleshing that part out the second novel was was a lot better that team just doesn't gel with me that that team of characters you know and to be honest with you i haven't decided whether i'm even going to jump in with empire's end okay you know do i want to do i want to spend another novel with these characters that he's established these original characters of his mm-hmm. you know at the expense of seeing a story I still want to know what happened with Luke Skywalker. You know, right. like, you know, you know, they're they're freaking around at the fringes with these with these characters, mm-hmm. these new characters. You know, I, I want to know, I want to see Ben's Ben Solo's birth. I want to see Luke Skywalker going to Act Two and right. starting the Jedi Order, you know, which they kind like, of touched on in Bloodline a little bit, a tiny. Yeah, bit. they did. Give me that story. You know, don't right. give me this kind of nebulous team of characters that I just don't really care about that much. Sure, sure. I really, I enjoyed Lost Stars. I thought Lost Stars was fantastic. Lost Stars <laughs> was great because it traversed everything that we kind of knew, like from right. the canon. Uh, from oh, the film so canon. cool. So, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Getting the perspective so of the Imperials while situations are going on. Yeah, Lost Stars was great because it traversed the the filmed universe and it and it just gave some really cool perspectives on characters that were in those moments, in those events of that we're also familiar with. So Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, I'm looking forward yep. to this one too. This is gonna be great. I have a feeling. Yeah. All right, let's get into the last thing which is going to be our voicemails and one Great email from Ollie that mm-hmm. Les wants to take on. He's yes. very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about <laughs> so it. So let's listen to some a uh, couple of emails, uh, voicemails. So this one is from the man, the royalty. Sitting on the Iron Throne. The majesty, yes. <laughs> King Tom. Boo, King Tom here. How are you guys doing? Um, call about something. I hope this is an okay topic. Uh, Transformers. My kids have been watching the Rescue Bots recently, and it, it's inoffensive enough. You know, they got Peter Cullen doing Optimus Prime. Um, it's you know, for for young young kids, it's it's okay. But it's got me thinking. And you know, I grew up with the original generation of Transformers. Had the toys, read the comic books, watched the show, cried the movie, and that was a week ago that I cried at the movie, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and I don't know if it's me, if I'm you know, just an old guy or if this is true, but I feel like the original generation of Transformers had the best storyline, the most approachable uh, robot characters. Um, you know, it seems like every few years they rebooted or come out with a new twist on it. They got the movies and nothing – uh, is quite as good as the original. I mean, the Michael Bay movies, yeah, they're they're action packed. They're, they're okay for what they are, but the robots, you know, I, I just have a tough time telling the robots apart, especially in the first few. Like all the Decepticons in the first one looked the same. All the Autobots that weren't Optimus or Bumblebee 
they all looked the same. So am I just an old guy who can't accept change or have the subsequent versions of the Transformers not been as good from a storyline or character point as the as the original? Um, that's really my question. Also, I just one other thing I want to mention. You were talking about other franchises that could use the Lego treatment. This is something I've been thinking for a while. I'd like to see a Lego James Bond series, and I would have dibs on the George Lazenby minifig because he did all of his own stunts. And you knew, you know, if they do that, they would do the gag where the odd job minifig goes to take off his hat, but instead his whole head pops off and he throws the head and the hat at James Bond as he tries to escape. So. James Bond Lego, what do you guys think? Anyway, that's all I have. Thanks for um, listening, and uh, sit heads, transform, and roll out. All right, King Tom, that was awesome. That was phenomenal, and we're going to touch everything that you pretty much mentioned. So let's start with Transformers. It's funny that you mentioned Transformers. I was staring, when I got out of La La Land, I was staring at the poster for The Last Night, I think mm-hmm. that's what it's called. Yeah, that's right. And that's, I believe, is what's going to happen with that. Well, Optimus is going to be the, the, antagonist. E- the antagonist in this mm-hmm. one. So, you're, I, in my opinion, you're 100% dead on this whole subject. The old Transformers, in the movie, I cried as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old cartoon movie, which was amazing. Storylines were great on the, every Saturday morning when you would turn on the TV and, and see the Transformers. It has become a visual phenomenon now to see the Transformers do their transforming. Uh, and the story is taking a backseat. Mm-hmm. And with yeah. every Michael Bay film. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. Um, so, in my opinion, you're absolutely right. They should go back and get some of those stories. Even if they have to rehash some of those stories, mm-hmm. I'll be fine with it. And get another fucking director. Yeah. I know Michael Bay doesn't want to give it up. Get another director. Have them fucking do it. I know we talked last week that it's hard to get a director that can do action and can do an actual movie movie mm-hmm. with the storyline and acting. But they're out there. People, they're out there. So yeah, just just talk to Lucasfilm. They'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Uh, Les, you want to go first? And then I'll hit up Boo and then D. Yeah, I agree too. Uh, and you know what? It's okay to be an old guy who doesn't want to change. Yes. In some of these <laughs> things. It really is. Um, I, where are the Energon cubes? Yeah. Please. Yeah, I was, was going to get Energon, to um, as far as I remember, yeah. they want to get off of Earth and go back to Cybertron. Yeah, they don't want to stay here. No. They don't want to hang out here and become... I, and I understand all that stuff. Um, I, I get you have to make a movie for the casual fan, but it's the Transformers. Like, who doesn't know mm-hmm. who they are? I get they don't want to leave Megan Fox. I get uh, it. Fine. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? I mean, that's all I want. I want my Energon cubes. I want some of the things that we all saw when we were younger... Can Megatron turn into the gun? Yeah, uh, God damn. No. Yeah, no. I, didn't I, I didn't like they that. They didn't use that. I mean, I, as a kid, I thought that was the coolest. Oh, it was thing. awesome. Like, now you look back on yeah, it. Yeah, not did we get thing. Ravage? Did we get no. Laserbeak? No, we haven't got any of them. Do we have... I mean, uh, actually, we, even get Soundwave? You do get Laserbeak. Laserbeak But it wasn't like a oh, Laserbeak. Oh, but come on. You know, Bumblebee's not a bug anymore. He's a Camaro. So, so you knew it was Bumblebee. Though. I know. That's but, the you point. know, come on. Don't Where's Rumble at? Oh, okay. Does yeah. anybody remember that guy? Yes. Rumble? Yes. Okay. See. How about you, Bill? Yeah. No, I, I I do agree. The 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 first generation and the earlier ones were a lot better. One thing. One thing that I think they need to start doing: getting away from the humans. Like like you guys said, get off Earth. Forget about humans. I think what's really killing these these movies is the human aspect. I don't need to see Mark Wahlberg. I don't need to see some <laughs> some hot thing. 
on on the screen. She does help, but most of the time she's useless. Mm. She's the damsel in distress. I don't need her. What I really want is a compelling story with the Autobots and the Decepticons and Transformers mm. in general. You know, bring in Unicron, stuff like that. You know, Cybertron. You don't need people. The, you know, the, the 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 main thing people want to go see is the Transformers. Put more Transformers. Old characters would be great. Yeah, right. you know, just. Um, just yeah, use the old stories. Yeah, uh, Unicron. Maybe even do some uh, some prequel stuff. You know, you could even do some uh, some Beast Wars things. Oh, you know, ooh, stuff stuff amazing. like that. Okay. Or, or take it far far into the future, like they, they they have before. Yeah, there's there's tons of other stories. Forget the human aspect. Fuck them. They're they're useless in the story compared to the actual Transformers. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah that's my opinion. No, it's a good one. Dean, are you a big Transformer guy? Uh, I enjoyed the first film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do we. I watched the original series was only on TV in Australia for a short period of time. So I missed a lot of that longer form storytelling from the Transformers as it went forward. So, but uh, I was going to chime and say that they need to get an Alfonso Caron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Because uh, anyone but Michael Bay, I mean, that guy needs to be taken out and shot, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's just a slow-mo. It's just My God. driving me crazy. Uh, who I, speaking of directors, especially when it comes to Transformers, uh, maybe Neil Blomkamp would be a good one. Oh, that would be. And, oh, yeah. And, and that would be some real Chappie, shit. Um, yeah, he would get like some real emotion to that. That's a good one. I like that. I mean, his that name should be thrown around a lot for some of these other movies anyway. Yeah, he, he is a legit, legit sci-fi director. Yeah. yeah. Well, that guy still owes me a sequel to District 9, so... He you owes know. us all. Yeah, he does. Correct. Yeah, he, yeah, owes, yeah, he owes me a District that, 10. Yeah, yeah. When is that coming out? Oh, Shit. fuck. So, Give us District 9 sequel, and then he can do whatever he wants. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, free reign. Yeah. So that was your first part of your question, Tom. And then your second part of your question was, what franchise are we... Well, you're, it was a comment, and yeah. it was like a genius comment. We all, if you could have saw us, we were all were clapping. Yeah, this really, hell yeah. That is a fantastic idea. Yeah, and, and, and your, your your little joke with Odd Job, that would be hilarious. I would die laughing in the movie theater. And then something with Jaws and his metal teeth. Yes. Oh, yeah. Something. Oh, my God. Little chiclets be... coming out or something. Yeah. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be awesome. And yeah. then they, they could do what they did in Batman, kind of like an homage to all the old ones yes. and all the new ones. Mm-hmm. And all, all the henchmen. Yeah. yeah. Which, which Have a little plastic great. Lego cast. Sitting on, yeah. uh, sitting on uh, what's his name, uh, Bloomfield's lap and shit like that. That'd be great, right? Exactly. Well, yeah, and you, you could take, um, okay. yeah, and you could take the, you could take out the, you could take the piss out of like uh, Timothy, uh, what's his name, Timothy Dalton, Dalton. <laughs> Bond, you know, which, oh. I mean, he's been hung shit on enough. I mean, those films, aren't <laughs> those those films are completely in the toilet, you know, like, um, uh, it's funny, kill, like, right? yeah, well, it's funny how those films. Like when they first come out, everyone loves them, and then they go through a period of being shat on, and then for some reason they they come back into favor again. Like I know the Pierce Brosnan ones were, like when they first came out, you know they were like everyone was like, oh this is so cool, you know he's reinvented the wheel, and and then everyone thought he was a bit of a joke, but now you go back to him and it's like oh yeah they're cool, you know they're cool, they're cool. He did a good job. He was good fun. Yeah, we saw Die Another Day in the theaters, right? Yeah, Die Another Day we saw in the theater. Oh, yep. yeah. I think I saw View to a Kill in the theater. I did not. I can tell you why, because I was a huge Duran Duran fan. Oh, that's right. And that was right. the fucking theme song, maybe. <laughs> that's it, yeah. And, I mean, you could take the mickey out of uh, out of all the song choices, you know, in a Lego 
in a Lego James Bond. Yeah, film that's too, true. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, no, that that's brilliant. I, I reckon that's great. That's a great suggestion. Yeah, it's a great idea. That's why you're the king of all kings, or king of all king of all kings. You're the king of all toms. King of all toms. Yes, that's why. <laughs> now we are going to wrap it up with an email, and this email is from Ollie. The famous Ollie, the man, the myth, the legend, the Game of Thrones historian. And we are going to read an email. And not I, we. Oh, no, not we. Not we. Les is going to read <laughs> that's, your... That's why he's yes, here. I, uh, he was. He, we brought him on just for this last segment. That's right. Good evening, Sith Heads. I was listening to your five podcasts last week and heard your request for comment on the coming season of Game of Thrones and analysis of your theories. I was going to leave a voicemail, but I did not want it to be 20 minutes long. I will simply be brief and not leave an analytical dissertation on the show and books. I will break this down into topics that you discussed. So first off, everybody, direction of season seven. First, we must remember that there is no way for an hour-long show to possibly pack in all of the details of the books. So the storytelling from this point on will have to be simplified without certain MacGuffins like special magical horns that control dragons or Lightbringer, etc. It would just clutter the story up and make for, and make for plot devices that do not necessarily get us to somewhere in the only two seasons left. Remember, in the books, Daenerys has not even left Marine, which is true. George R.R. Martin wrote himself into what he called the Marine Knot, which meant he had too many storylines going on all over the world at once and was trying hard to figure out how to bring those characters together for the final two books. The show accomplished this by cutting out entire subplots from the books. It was brilliant, and now we have what we have are all waiting for. So I doubt that they will muddy the waters with more minutiae. For once in his millennial life, Boo is correct. <laughs> Remember wow. the name of the book series, A Song of Ice and Fire. The overarching theme of the show is Ice and Fire or Evil and its Converse. Nope, I do not say evil and good because humanity has shades of grit. The fire also likely refers to the dragons. Notice of all the characters, the only White Walkers are truly, only the White Walkers are truly evil. All others have some form of grace to them. They justify their actions by their belief that they are doing good for themselves or for those they love. For example, Jamie pushes Bran off the tower and is a murderous thug at times, but justifies it as protecting his family both in name and the woman he loves. Then he later protects Brienne from Roose Bolton's garrison at Harrenhal. He is both a villain and a hero. Like all of us, he is a shade of grey. Is it Fifty Shades? Darker? Even with the children of the even the children of the forest are flawed. They created the White Walkers as a weapon against the Iron Men, and their so-called nuclear option. But then the last of them tried to help Bran in his battle to defeat the White Walkers by protecting him while with the three-eyed while he was with the three-eyed crow. This is not the case of the White Walkers. They are always consistent. They are just an overwhelming force of death. The cold eyes moving toward the warm south. So ultimately, the battle with the Night's King will be the final battle. And it is, it is what the series will culminate with. Recall, the very first scene of the show is about the White Walkers attacking Night's Watch Rangers north of the Wall. True. Recall that Ned Stark beheaded one of those Rangers for desertion in Episode 1. True. So there is no chance that the final battle with the White Walkers will occur in Season 7. It will, however, be a battle with them. While, white spoilers show John, while spoilers show John and Daenerys will have some confrontation with the White Walkers, there's no evidence that they represent the combined might of the Seven Kingdoms and are not victorious. Yet, they have to have a unified Seven Kingdoms to ultimately defeat them. 
While it is speculation, I believe that Daenerys believes that because she has the dragons and an army, she's an invincible. She is invincible. She isn't, and the dragons aren't either. I will not spoil the season completely, but there appears to be a reason the show did not discuss the book plot device that the dragon has three heads. As Raj hinted at last episode, the Night's King will have some kind of answer to an army with dragons. Yes! Spoilers, everyone. The final scene of this season is allegedly the wall falling, so the War of Ice and Fire will just be the beginning. The Realm of Men is protected by a wall of magic, and it will take magic, or more specifically, a magical animal to take it down. Which brings us to who kills Cersei. I have no information on this other than my own speculation. However, I do not believe it will be Arya. Remember, she did not personally kill all the people on her list. Wrong. <laughs> Many died from other causes or people. She had her big revenge moment with Walter Frey. So the chances that she is the one who gets final absolution with Cersei is unlikely. Wrong. I cannot see the writers giving her two major kills like this in a row. Agreed. More likely it will be some combination of Daenerys, Jon, and Tyrion. Those are alternative facts. While I have no idea who will ultimately kill her, I am certain that it will not be Arya. Wrong. Okay. Now. First good job, all, Les. No, first of all, good job, Les. Holy shit. First of all. My thank, God. Thank you, Les. Second of Woo. all, Ollie. For you to put your time and effort to write yeah, in something like that for us, fuck, huge props to you, bro. Oh God, Thank for you. Helping clean things up. And Dean is clapping. Dean is clapping. Dean is clapping. Yes, yes. Down under. And let me tell you, Ollie, you, you by that dissertation that you just gave us, it did clear it up for me a hundred percent. And now I totally understand what Boo was saying, and me and Les were kind of not on the same page as you, but it all makes sense now, kind of. That they would have the last battle. And the White Walkers go down with the shitstorm in the last season. Yes. I get it now. But you're also completely right that Boo is wrong. And it's not going to be Arya killing Cersei. It's going to be alternative Tyrion. Tyrion is going to put a fucking knife in that bitch's back. Or right in her heart. No, 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 she has to see it. Yeah, in her heart. In her heart. It'll be Arya doing it. I think it will even happen where Tyrion, maybe even Jaime stands in front of Tyrion first. And he's, you know, maybe some kind of confrontation. And then Jamie just walks away, leaving... Her to die. Just leaving things to their own devices. And if Tyrion can walk on in and take care of it. Dean, you watch Game of Thrones? How many seasons of this show is there? Oh, you're not going to make it. Six. <laughs> you're not going to make it, Dean. Oh, <laughs> shit. So Dean, throughout the whole thing, Dean's like, what the fuck, fuck is going on in this show? Actually, Gene, if I if I can do it, you can do it. All right, I did this shit in a month, a fucking month. All right, sixty hours of January, we're gone. Big credits to Ollie. I think he's explained the entire series in that one email. There you go. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. He, he actually you, you, described you, you, the net last two seasons. I don't even need to watch the fucking yeah, exactly. Last two yeah, we're gonna buy the whole CD set three years from now. Yeah. And we'll be fine. Just, just yeah. wait. It was fantastic. That was Ollie. good. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very, very much. All right, I think this this might wrap it. Let's uh, let's talk a little uh, where we can find us. Oh, here's the cool thing, guys. We are making some shirts and making oh, some right. coffee mugs. Yeah. Oh, look, Dean's very happy. Some swag. Some swag. So it's going to be coming out soon, and it's going to be on T Public, which is really cool mm-hmm. for all the Sith heads out there. And you can find obviously you can find us at our Twitter handle, the Sithless at the Sithless, our Instagram, the Sithless, our Facebook page, the Sithless. You can find Boo at the Sithless Boo. You can find Les at Less is more. That's bullshit. You didn't use a Sithless on your Twitter oh, handle. I'm just kidding. I'm no, you're good. You're good. Good. And the wonderful Dean. You can find Dean at where? 
go to deanfromaustralia.com and you can uh, find everything you you know you want to need. Yeah, I was going to say if the Sith listers want to go to my website at the moment, there's a pretty sweet review of a certain uh, podcast up there. You know what? And that was the one of the nicest things that I've read about yeah. us. I, I, yeah, that's I, right. It was so nice, Dean, that I forgot. It was us that you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. No, Raj showed it to me. I was like, yeah, this, this sounds really good. And he's like, it's about us. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? So we really appreciate that, Dean. That is very, very nice of you. Where can people find your books? On all the Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com, yeah, that so kind of thing? I, I tend to plug the Book Depository, which is um, which is a UK-based site. But basically, they ship um, anywhere in the world for free. Oh, and they've got shit. really good prices on my titles. So if you if you go to the book depository and look me up there, my my three titles that I've got out at the moment are in print um, that are in print are up there. And um, if people do actually buy a copy of my book, tell them to get you know get in touch with me because I've got some bookmarks down here which I'm quite happy to sign and personalise and um, oh, and actually awesome. send out yeah. to people because like it's really hard to send out copies of my book from australia because it's just so freaking expensive sure so if if that's a like a go-between for you know people if they're happy with that then you know i'm more than happy to do that for people so that's fantastic and and again we want to thank you we know how tough it was for you to get back to get fully back with your voice and 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 all that so we really truly appreciate Mm -hmm. it and uh how lucky we are to have you so we thank you once again for that yeah no look thank you guys um this has just been such a such a blast for me to do this you know like yeah like you say because of the surgery that i had last year i basically spent the last year completely mute so i wasn't able to talk at all so to be able to jump on a podcast and shoot the shit with some you know some really great people about some really great topics it's just been so cool so yeah oh thank you it's been our pleasure thank you it's been our pleasure so i think we're gonna wrap it up there and Mm. uh we'll catch you on episode 29 my gosh Gentlemen, you guys are rolling along. Yeah, Shit. yeah. Well, is... Thank you for and by the and by the way, thank you, Les, for coming on again. Yes, thanks and, for having me. And mm-hmm. Dean, we'll definitely have you again, and we'll we'll after you binge Game of Thrones in the next three days. Yeah, don't go to work. Don't do anything. Just yeah. watch TV. You yeah. don't need to be a nurse for the next month. Just watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, just vegetate for right. the TV. I'd love to come back, guys. That'd be that'd be really great. Oh, we'd love to have mm-hmm. you. And there's you don't you don't you don't need an invite. You just let me know when you want to come on, buddy. So we will see you next week on the Sith List. Bye bye.